Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Our guest today um, will be uh, my son, my youngest son, Nicholas Johnson, and we'll be talking about autism. Uh, before I we go into the show, because uh, before Nick comes out, uh, my husband, uh, Nick's father, we're going to be discussing um, what it was like when we first uh, found out that, that Nicholas was uh, autistic and uh, just some of the things that you kind of go through as a parent on uh, on trying to, you know, figure out the best mode of help and uh, other decisions in which you have to make. Um, and then um, before I even do that, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. If you guys hear in the background, uh, there's like big sheets of rain that's falling here in Texas, and uh, lightning is blasting through the lights here through the through the window. Uh, so if I'm a little distracted, it's because I'm dodging lightning bolts trying to do the show. Um, I'd like to encourage you to join me on Instagram and also on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Journey Strong, uh, and I'd love for you to keep up with what's going on with me. Uh, I want to right now welcome my husband to the show. Uh, Joe, thank you for being here with me today. I know you're supposed to be on the road headed out of town, yes. but um, I'm glad you stayed. I think this is an important show, not only just uh, for us, but for other yes. other families. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of just kind of throw some things out there, and you share from just your point of view, and then I'll share some things okay. here. Is that okay? Okay, yes. All right. Um, so as far, how far back, when did you realize that, that – um, that there was that Nicholas was was uh, different. I think around probably about about two about four I would say where it really settled in because then at that time he still wasn't speaking like he felt like he should and 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 as far as it, it, it's certainly not as well as the other children. Um, 
as far as speaking early on and, and being able to hold conversations and, and complete sentences. Um, I think by, uh, by five, we were, we were pretty, pretty certain that, that, that there was something, something different, something we at that time, you have to, you can't put the, it into today's context as well, because back then, you know, I was 20 years ago, and there wasn't so much focus about autism. In fact, I don't even know um, that I had any real frame of reference reference for uh, autism at that time. So right. I didn't even, I knew there was something Going on, Different, but, yeah. but, at, but at that time there was no there was no commercial on the radio. Every other commercial talking about autism, right? Like so, it is now. So we didn't we had we didn't really know what it was. So I, I'd say at least by four. I mean that that really that I really accepted the fact that there was probably something. I, I may have noticed it earlier, but but uh, that the, the really realized, yeah, okay, there is something going on, right? Well, I think I probably started noticing when Nicholas was about probably a little earlier than that, um, maybe around about two. I knew, like, he had um, this incredible gift to, like, you could tell him to go and get things that were, you know, like written word things. And, um, like, we had movies that didn't have pictures on them. They just had, like, the label with writing on the back. And they were not bootleg for those of you <laughs> And so... Uh, I would say, go and get this movie, and it would be in a stack of movies. And I remember the first time that I did that, um, he just went right over and just picked it up. And so uh, I kind of kind of turned into a game, and I realized this child has photographic memory. He just kind of imprints in his mind what it looks like, and then he just goes and gets it. Before, like probably a year, I thought he was reading uh, really early. And uh, but then I started noticing he wasn't he wasn't uh, very verbal. And then when he was, it was more of an echolalia, uh, where he was just repeating what we said. But he was so sharp that I um, I didn't I, I just re- I think I refused. Um, I remember us having like this huge conflict with my sister-in-laws, who are diagnosticians, who recognized early on that, that there was something different about Nick, and I was in such a deep place of denial uh, that I wasn't willing to believe that that was, that was it. Um, we didn't know right away that it was autism um, until we had, uh, they did a, uh, they had a psychologist come in, a child psychologist, and he evaluated him, and he determined uh, Nicholas's IQ, which is very high, um, but he he was leaning more in the direction of autism, but um, we had like an incredible uh, pre-K teacher named Miss Palm, who I'm indebted to for the rest of my life. And and can I just say this? It's important that if you do see something that is a little different about your children, um, don't be afraid because they may prove to have something like uh, autism or Asperger's or or something along those lines, or maybe just have a learning disability, if you get on it in time and you have people that are serious about helping you, um, you can, this child can live a life that is full and complete. And, um, and it's so funny because until we tell people, now when he was younger, it was obvious, but now 
until I tell someone, many people didn't even know that he was autistic. And I think I, I credit that to us never treating him different, never treating Nicholas different from the other kids. They get in trouble, he's getting in trouble. He did something wrong, he's getting in trouble. He's getting punished they're, for the same stuff that they, they did. So we made him toe the line, too. So that was, um, that was mine. Joe, I want to ask you this. Like, um, what, was your, what was your biggest fear of when, we, when you found out, yeah, there's really something different there? That his life would not, he would not be able to achieve the, the things that, 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 that he wanted in life, that he wouldn't be able to, to do things, uh, the, the, the normal things that, that, that people do, that, that, that um, you know, are worried about him being able to live on his own and get a job and do the things. That, that people normally do, and it's just that, that he would have to have someone assist him for the rest of his life, and that, that was the main thing. I remember us also going through a time where we were afraid of him being mistreated, mm-hmm. and so we were very, um, very protective of him, uh, and uh, that was that was I think that was one of my biggest ones. I think that was a big concern of yours too. Right. Uh, like in school, you didn't want anybody to mistreat him, uh, and we didn't want people to treat him different either. Right. Yeah, like kind of make him feel like he's like, uh, you know, like this, you know, uh, different kid. We really wanted him to, uh, to to fit in, to fit in, and so um, what. What is it that you've seen, that you've done? I, I know one thing that I, I have to commend you on is that um, you are like just his absolute best friend, mm-hmm. and like there is nothing, <laughs> like there's nothing, like I, I, I've never seen you ever complain about um, the kid that you have. No, that that's no, there's no complaint there to have. If I could change. The, the circumstances I'd be afraid to just simply because I'm afraid I'd lose the kid I have. So yeah, I'd, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't change it because I, I want to continue to help him to to do the things he wants to do. But I enjoy watching him do the things that he wants to do. So I don't so much worry about the things that I wanted for him at one time. Now I just want to see him get the things that he wants. And, I, and I'd be afraid to change any part of it because I've thought about this a lot. Is what would I change? What would I change? Would I make him a little more of this or a little more of that? But it wouldn't be worth losing any part of that, that kid we got that to, to change that. So I feel like we were blessed with a great child that's taught us a lot of lessons. They can, he can always teach us the meaning of truly caring about somebody when the rest of the people in the family have a problem with that sometimes. We can always look to him and know that, that there's the one that, that's a sincere, caring person. And and he and he teaches all of us that on a daily basis about doing the right thing and caring about people. Right, right. I had, um, um, we're about uh, coming to our first break, but before we do that, one of the things that, and we can discuss it a little bit more, was 
that one of the things when he was growing up, he now knows how to manage it. But with autism and um, comes a difficulty, well, we want to say difficulty, a filter. Like if they see it, they're going to say it. Right. And so we spent a lot of time kind of holding on. You know, that's funny that you say that, but yeah, that you got to filter things through things, but they're honest to the brutalest, to the most brutal <laughs> degree, but they are honest. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, 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 um, and, and they, everyone that I've met and, and especially him has that innate, that just strong sense of right and wrong. Yeah. They do not, they yeah. don't. When you try to gray area something in front of them, you'll get called out on it. Like when you try to say something that might not quite be all the way the truth or <laughs> right. might not quite be doing something. Right. It'd be like, Dad, is that the right thing? <laughs> right. 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 Um, when I'm thinking about even like with the filter is like, you know, I remember this one lady at church, you know, she, um, she walked in, she had several, and I wish she was here. She has, she has like four, three mm-hmm. boys, mm-hmm. and she walked in, and her kids were like coming behind her. And that's only three, and we're family. Uh, we're family. Six, eight. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, uh, and so he goes, he said, My goodness, how many kids do you, <laughs> do you have? How many kids do you have? And she just stopped and looked at him. And then, or one day when a lady had a wig on, and and he put his hand on top of her head, and she said, Nicholas, if you pull this wig off And it's so funny because he knows, like, he has these little quirky kind of things. And it's funny to him because afterwards he said, I would never do that. And so I, I absolutely, I love that. Um, look, we're right at one minute, and I can't get in um, the next point before we run out of time. So we're going to take our quick break, and we'll be right back. You are listening to Re- Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. And Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally. Pastor Warren Sally and Benita Coney. Gospel 107, every Sunday on Never Had It So Good, 101.1. Never Had It So Good, 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshay, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters, Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally, Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington, The Bible Has the Answers, with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. 
been there, done that with Cindy Smith. Pave your way to success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In times like these with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D and Travis McGee. Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here on Never Had It So Good 101.1, the world's radio station. Welcome back to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. We are discussing autism. Actually, we're discussing our son, who is going to be our guest here in just a little bit. But um, my husband and I, we are actually discussing, you know, just some of the the things that parents actually uh, face as they are um, uh, raising a child that is autistic. One thing that I want to share is that all uh, kids that are autistic, Autistic are not the same, and that there are different uh, levels, so they call them spectrums of autism. And so, uh, not all look the same, respond the same. Um, one of the myths, I think, um, is that people believe that if they're autistic, that they're all, you know, the same, but they're not. One of the things, and that things that people say that you can't change with children that are autistic, um, you actually can based on uh, the, um, the level or spectrum in which that child is on. Um, we were really fortunate um, uh, to have uh, a son who is autistic, um, but he is uh, very capable of taking care of himself, and, um, and he is moldable. That is one of the things that I, I, I love. Like when we were talking about before the break, we were, we were sharing that um, many of uh, people with autism, they don't have filters. And so whatever they see, that, that's what they say, or how they're feeling, that's what they share. And, uh, and over the years, we have taught him how to, to operate uh, with that. Just because you see it doesn't mean you necessarily have to say it the way you see it. And so there are times that we'll see him and he'll be laughing under his breath and um, because he really wants to say it like how he sees it, but he knows that he can't because his desire is not to hurt anyone's feelings. So it might really tickle him, and so he'll just walk off. And uh, he's not trying to be disrespectful, but it's funny. It is so funny. Well, we've learned how to dial those types of emotions uh, down or, or place them back sometimes, huh? Mm-hmm. Not all the time. No. <laughs> not all of the time. Um, tell me one of your scariest moments with Nick. Uh, as far as I, 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 as far as I just I just had this as Sarah when he was growing up I just had this this fear of, of other people more than him I never really was afraid of him too much but I, I my my biggest 
fear is, uh, was also that, 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 that he's very trusting and very caring. And like I said, he's got a very strong sense of right or wrong. And he will speak up in the middle of people doing wrong things and, and saying bad things or doing bad things. And I was afraid that, that, that and I still am to a certain degree, that one day that, that, that something might happen to him from somebody who really is doing something or saying something. But I, as far as is, is, um, is scary things just off the top of my head that, 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 has, that has happened that, that he has done or that, that, that I've seen and it's because of him. I don't really, I can't really think of anything other than just my fears. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Other, not anything any more than the other children. Right. You know, like him falling, falling off of something or, or, or running headlong. But it's no different. It's just, it's, and it's so different. I can't think of any, any special fear that he caused because that that was caused because of his autism that wasn't there with right. any of the other children that did. The same crazy stuff, <laughs> right? And, right. And, um, I tell you what, when you said that about being uh, nervous about or afraid that someone, when he is standing up uh, for what is right, um, that he may be hurt in that, and that actually was something that did happen. Right. Um, that, has, that has happened. He was in school protecting a teacher. Mm-hmm. He was in school protecting a teacher. And um, and so uh, he was actually uh, hit um, mm-hmm. because of that, uh, and uh, it was it was it was that was that was very um, I felt good to know mm-hmm. that he has that in him to want to protect, even though I knew that anyway. Right. Um, I remember a girl; she was doing something that was uh, wrong. Her language was wrong, and and then she was trying to get him involved in in um, whatever it was that she was doing. And I remember her, one of his sisters coming in and, and stepping in and really addressing uh, that female and, uh, and really just told her she was going to deal with her if she ever did that again with her little brother. And I remember him becoming angry at his sister, uh, not because he thought the girl was right, but because she embarrassed the girl in front of other people. And so those are some of the things that, you know, um, he kind of jumps right past. Yes, she did wrong, but you didn't have to embarrass right. her, uh, you know, like what, what, what I go through or, or whatever like that. Hey, look, guys, we're going to just – we're not going to take a break, but I'm going to ask uh, Caitlin if you will step in so we can have Nicholas to come into, uh, come into the studio. And we are going to discuss, you know, living a life uh, – uh, from an autistic view. Yes, I can. Thank you, Joe. All right. So while he's on his way in, I want, if there are any parents, one of the things that I would like to say uh, is to be encouraged that um, you you can do this. I know when you find out early on, it's, it's difficult, but you can you can do this. And some of the most amazing people that you'll ever meet, uh, you wouldn't know that they are um, that they are autistic because they are so uh, bright, um, and your child could be that child too. And uh, so, and if they if they fall in a different place on the spectrum, you know what? Just work with them. Just work with them, and you'll see 
you'll see you'll see a change. I promise you that. Well, Nicholas, I want to welcome you um, into the show, and uh, I'm glad that you were ready to talk about it and some of the things that concern you about uh, not only just yourself but for other people that are autistic. And so uh, if you just say hello to the listening audience. Hey, audience. <laughs> um, Nick, I'm just going to ask you, like, some questions, and then you just answer them, you know, honestly. Like how – well, I, I don't I have to say that, though, but, you know, just, just answer them, you know, what's on your heart. So um, when you were um, – by you being autistic, does it – do you feel different? Or, or, or do you, to you, do you seem like you're different than others, than other kids? Uh, yes. Yes. In, in what ways? And in many different ways. Many different ways. Yeah. Like, um, what? What is it that thing that sticks out to you? The thing that sticks out to me the most is basically. With, with education a little bit. Okay. All right. And and how some kids prove that they're smarter than anyone else. Okay. But but in reality, it basically basically they don't know that they, some of them are autistic. But but some people claim that that the that they're smarter than they're not autistic. And I'm just like, yeah, right. <laughs> so what what you're saying is that. Um, in in like a classroom setting, is that yeah. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. That there are kids that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're not saying this, because I don't want to say something you're not saying. So basically, what you're saying is that they they treat you or act as if you're not as smart as they are. Is yeah, because so because so you know not all autistic are are treated the same as okay. as, as like I am because basically. Some some people call autism weird people or just dumb and or just he's crazy or something like that. Right. So, hey, the birthday went so well there. I'm just just saying. <laughs> you're, that. Not, you're not crazy. And you're not dumb. I'm not crazy. I'm not dumb. I do I do call crazy a lot, but not in a bad way, but in a good way. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Because I have really good imagination. Uh huh. Then yeah, well. Yeah, with autistic, you could just have like crazy imaginations and some of that. Right. Or just like seeing stuff like out of your mind and all that. Right. What is um, what has been the hardest part for you being autistic? Um. Okay, the hardest thing for me being autistic is um. Just trying to blend in with the crowd and try to try to act normal. Which I've been trying to do, but it's been going downhill for me a little bit. Yeah. So, why would you say it's going downhill? Because you seem that you have friends, and yeah, you know, I have friends. Yeah. So, what do you what do you mean? Like it's difficult trying to pretend to not be autistic? Something like that, but yeah, because I know I know there's some people out there. For autistic at my job, mm-hmm. but such as um yeah. Don't call any names. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to call names, but right. but right now I think he's just going through a struggle right now because basically 
I feel like he's just one of those low class bus workers. That's what he thinks. No, that's what I think about him because because I'm I'm just trying to trying to keep it together. So it's hard for me to speak. Okay, that's fine. No, that's all right. So what are you saying when you're saying that like he really doesn't? He's not trying, or he's a lower level, a lower level than you? Or, no. or what is that? Maybe I'm misunderstanding what you said. Well, what I'm trying to say is basically not all, all autistics feel like they're, they're their own age or someone that. Oh, okay. Okay. He's operating on a lower level. Yeah. So, so like he's older, but he operates like he's yeah. a little kid? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Because, okay. Because he talks to me like, like, and, it, and it's really crazy. I'm, it's really remarkable that he just still watches these, these these shows after like a bunch of years and all that. Okay. Okay. And so he's kind of locked into uh, just his the past. Something like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but isn't that something? though? that's one of the things too that. People that are autistic, they get caught in these routines. Yeah. Where and they don't like change. Yeah, they don't like change. Is change easy for you? Um. Yeah. Yeah. You like change. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed too with you is that uh, um, you are comfortable talking to almost anyone. When you're talking to them, are you thinking about the fact that you are autistic or are you just having a conversation? I'm just having a conversation. I don't wave a flag saying, I'm autistic, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you don't wave a flag, sir, saying that you're autistic. Yeah, yeah. So what is one thing, we have just a little bit of time before the break, and then we'll bring you back, but... What is one thing you would like for people to get concerning people that are autistic? Okay, well, from your own perspective, my own perspective is that I think I think autistic should be treated as equal to, to normal people. Okay. Because, right. or what people call normal. Yeah, call normal. Because, yeah. Because some of us can't control what happens to that. Because some some autistic have like these seizures and or just these um. These anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. like breathing so hard or screaming, and then uh-huh. yeah, and then, and then he has this one person like he he he's a nutcase. Um, I'm just gonna be like, there, he's not a nutcase. He he needs help. He needs help. Yeah, that's one of the things we were talking about before you came out was that you are a incredible man and you love helping and defending, and uh, and we are. We're blessed to, to know that you're you're that type of person. Um, when you were saying that about anxiety, you had a young man that was in one of your classes, really smart, really smart. But there was was it a song or something? I can't remember. But it used to trigger uh, him. Uh yeah. Um, well, I'm not pointing names, but it's, but it, I didn't I didn't know that I'm on the wrong side. Of, until now, because basically he was he's being bullied by these guys, all because he doesn't like Dory the Explorer, SpongeBob, Elmo, mm-hmm. Cookie Monster. Now I'm just like, 
after I saw him again, I'm just like, I didn't know what what, what I was doing, and I apologized. Because you thought it was funny too. Yeah, I thought it was funny too until I felt until I had the same had the same metal ball hit me in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. Literally and hard. So basically, yeah. almost almost my reputation wasn't ruined in College Park. Uh-huh. And not only I blamed the the students for their actions, I blamed the teachers and not the teachers. The teachers were doing a job. I, I really blame the principal for not doing their job. And what did you feel like you should have done? They should have just they should have just told them told them are you stop or we're gonna expel you but no they don't because all they want to do is care about care about everyone else. So you want to care about everyone else but you don't want to care about the fact that uh, that you have this bully rate going going way high or your reputation. Because some because some people in College Park act like you know, like like you know, brotherhood, gang, something like that, mm-hmm. and 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 here's me caught in the middle of all that. Right. Okay. All right. And so you were talking about at the school that you went to uh, when you were in high school, um, and so you felt like that for the kids that struggled with like autism or other learning disabilities because not when you're autistic it doesn't make you have a learning disability but that were on the spectrum or some other things were going on with them you just felt like that people just treated them as if that was just okay to mistreat them or not defend them yeah i know that was like a big thing with you that it it seemed like that they were overlooking kids with special needs and uh and so that's what it is you know what, Nicholas? And I'm I'm not defending um, I'm not defending uh, you know the principal um, because I wasn't you know I wasn't there and I heard your your um, your um, your point um, and and we came to your rescue uh, but I don't think until someone has actually been here do they realize how important it is to look out and take care of the rights of all people. Hey, look, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. You are listening to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host, and with my guest, Nicholas Johnson, talking on autism here. There you go. High five. for love. 
with the fear, so I disappeared and then dropped to the ground like a miscatch. But I, I'm done with that. You can tell them all that I'm done with that. No more backing down into the background. That's now because I put some old habits down, uh huh. I follow the leader, and where he may take me may make me a leader. It's wrote on the wall, all you need to do is read it. Can't be a lame duck and it's over the ego. So I'm crossing that line. Tell them all, dog, that I lost too much time. Ain't staying in this place because I got to win a race and I'm running for a crown. Can't back it down, nah. Well, I want to welcome you back to Refresh. If you have not been tuned to the show, you've missed a great show, but you can go in later and download the link. I am Regina Johnson, the host of the show, and today my very special guest is my son, Nicholas Johnson, who is 20 years old, and he is autistic. And so he's sharing, like, some of the things that have been his concerns, and my husband and I, we shared uh, when we, we realized that Nicholas was autistic, um, and, and just kind of trying to encourage uh, families, but also giving Nicholas the opportunity to be able to share how he feels about being autistic. While we were on the break, um, one of the things that he was sharing with me that is a concern of his is that when people that are called quote-unquote normal, when they have a um, – they feel that um, that they should silence or keep – um, or ignore or, or cause to stop the things that a creative autistic person does because it doesn't fall in the same category of what their gifts might look like. And so, Nick, you want to just you want to continue to share you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. And okay. how that affected for the past few two years with other people just I have seen people just get mad at those normal people and then. Not normal people, but just calling them weird and all that, or just like snap them, like, dude, stop being weird already. Right, right. Yeah, because that's part of your that's part of your personality. Yeah, that's part of personality, and and the sad and the sad part is that basically, yeah, some some parents do go against you know normal parents go against you know people who are born real just call them weird ones that or. Are are you are you get straight or you're out of here someone like that? Right. So, right. Right. So just imagine um I know this is gonna go off go out of place a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So just imagine, you know, we're all red nosed reindeer. Right. You have to deal with having red nose and everyone else is just like call him a freak and all that. Right. Right. So right. so just imagine, you know So basically but there's purpose. That was purpose. Yeah. For his nose being red later, it looked like it was strange, but it's it's there was purpose for it. And so what you're saying is, is that the thing that appears to be strange to somebody really is a needed part of humanity, a needed part of life. So what you 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 feel like you guys have gifts, which you yeah. do truly. There is a school that you are accepted into that's all gamers. And all of the gamers in there, they were what? Autistic. They were autistic. 
We're talking about brilliant minds that are creating some of the games that are out today, like the ones with the goggles that you look through were designed right down there at that school. The name of that school is? Non-Peril. Non-Peril. And so, which we're planning on you going there after you finish uh, um, this portion of college. That's something else. Um, when you graduate from high school, see, people don't lower your expectation of your children. Uh, God has a plan for them. That's what it says in Jeremiah. It says, for I know the plans. This is a God. He says, I know the plans that I have for them. And uh, there, it's to bring us to, uh, to do good towards us and bring us to an expected end. Um, he has a plan. It's, it didn't just happen. And so um, you have, like, a, 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 lot of, a lot of gifts. You create it. You create the plans, right? And we're not going to go into that because we don't give it up. But you do. You have a very creative uh, way of thinking and processing, which is really quite awesome. Um, if you'll just give me a second, I want to ask your sister, uh, Riley, this is your oldest. It's not your oldest sibling. Your oldest brother, he's not here, but your oldest sister. So we're just going to ask her quickly, and we're going to call in a couple others from out of California that um, your relatives, your cousin, um, and, uh, and his mother, your aunt. Go ahead. O'Reilly, what has it been like for you? Or what has been the hardest part? Um, I guess with, like, what my dad said earlier, uh, with, like, worried about what other people think of him. Like, I didn't want other people making fun of him and um, treating him weird because I just wanted him to, I guess, not be normal, but, like, you know, to, uh, I wanted him to, to be fit in. I just wanted him to, be, him to be himself and to for people to accept him and not make fun of him and not treat him weird. Right. Right, and so um, what What are some of the things that, not even just Nicholas, but that you've seen happen, like in school? Because all three of you, were all three of you in school at the same time? Y'all were in high school together? Yes. Yeah, okay. So when I say all three, there still was one above. Marcus is quite a jump older than you guys. And then, uh, but you and Jordan, your, your middle sister, and uh, Nicholas, who is your, your youngest brother, uh, y'all, the three of you were in high school together. Yeah. And so not only just Nick, but you saw other people uh, made fun of. And so you just, other autistic, other autistic kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah. You, you agree with what Nicholas was saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with, 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 with what he was saying, like um, just seeing how other people treated like people with um, special needs, and uh-huh. like it just coming from somebody who has someone and who has a special needs or who who is autistic in your family, right. you're like heartbreak when you see someone being made fun of. Right, that's like that. Right. Um, One of the things, though, too, is that people need to understand that autism does not mean uh, retardation. Yeah, which is not a word that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, learning impaired or any of those things, they just do it differently. As a matter of fact, when Nicholas was in elementary school and they had his IQ tested, his IQ is higher, was higher than everybody. <laughs> and so, uh, and he has a mind that is uh, like an engineer where he builds things. He can see the pictures of them. 
And uh, if you've never ever, if you want really a clear picture of how some of them operate and how they see things, one of the television shows that he and I watch is A Good Doctor, and uh, we discuss that while it's going on. And the other one is uh, Temple Grandin. Uh, gives a very detailed uh, picture of how and uh, what has to do with, like, touch and their movements and so on and so forth, but brilliant. She's actually a um, uh, a professor at a university, and so really, I mean, check it out, check it out. On the line, we have uh, his um, aunt uh, Yolanda and his cousin uh, Jonathan. If you, you might have seen some of my posts, uh, movie it is, what's the name of the movie? Edge of the World. Edge of the World, uh, where Jonathan is uh, starring in that movie. Uh, that will be aired here pretty soon. They went to Red Carpet together. And uh, so I want to welcome them to the show. Yolanda? Hi there. Hi. Hey, John. And so, um, guys, I want uh, Nicholas is here. You know what I'm going to start out first with, with Jonathan? Nicholas and Jonathan are like best friends. He, Nicholas, and um, uh, Diego, which is another friend of theirs, they have been friends for most of their lives, and uh, uh, Jonathan, I just want you to kind of share a little bit of like, uh, you know, just just your relationship with Nick. Um, yeah, me and Nick have been like but as far back as I can remember, you know, um, we had, we share a, like a lot of the same interests and like grew up like watching the exact same shows and doing the exact same things at the exact same time, you know, um, uh, so I was I basically lived at your house for a good portion of my life, staying over there. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah, and, uh, Eating up over, all of my food. In the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, with Nick, you have you seem you guys just get each other. Like I mean, you just absolutely get each other. You get him, he gets you. Yeah. Well. Um, you know, it was never like when I was a kid. Like I, I didn't like I didn't see Nick. You know, any different than like anybody else. You know, like Nick was always um he was always there for me. We always had the same interest. So, like there was there was nothing um you know different. That, like like, that, like I, I never like treated him any different than I would treat anybody else. You right. know, and and um and like he was just like I knew he was always there for me, and um you know. It was, it's like he, he was just, he was like my best friend. Like I could always count on Nick. I would always like I'd always you know have fun. We'd always get along. I never I can't ever remember like even fighting like, about anything when we were kids. Right. You know. Right. So what is y'all's relationship now that you guys are older? Um, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> okay. All right then. And so, um, Yolanda, I'm gonna have you just kind of come on and you kind of tell about your experiences. Of uh, Nick, but wait, I gotta tell this real quick story. I hope I have time. Jonathan, your dad was telling me about you and Nicholas going to uh, a costume party with your mom for her her work. And these guys, they used to be big into Star Wars. And um, somebody walked in. Who who was it that walked in? This guy, your mom, and them actually set y'all up because um, the guy was dressed just like whoever this villain is. Darth, Star- Maul. Darth Maul. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I and remember that. Your dad had your dad had me rolling. 
guys, our listening audience, oh, my goodness, I was screaming. So you have to know, like, I mean, there are lightsabers all over my house. Everybody's playing with lightsabers. And then we didn't have any. They're using sticks. So, I mean, Star Wars is like a big deal. And if you go on my Facebook page and go through some of my pictures, you'll see us dressed up in some very weird stuff. And uh, it's because, you know, we probably have a Star Wars uh, party uh, probably every year. We just missed this year not having a costume party. But but anyway, so this guy walks into where the party is, and, and uh, uh, Jonathan's father said Nicholas and Jonathan looked at each other like, oh, my goodness, and they're thinking they're going to be afraid. But they were like, we have been waiting and training a lifetime, and y'all just attacked the man and started just swinging on him with these lightsabers. The guy's like, wait, stop, stop, stop. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, those are some of the things that I love that that in our relationship uh, in, in with, with Nick that I pray never changes is that he always draws out that part of us that we would be afraid to show in front of other people. And so I love that part. And that's one of the reasons why I say that autism is a beautiful gift. It is a beautiful gift. Yolanda? Yes. I, I'm here. I just, just hearing that story, I remember it like it was yesterday. I could like envision it in my mind. It That was the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. And not only did they like give him the Sith Lord whooping of his life <laughs> with the lightsabers, uh-huh. But in addition to that, they schooled him like on the history as uh-huh. little as little boys. It was uh-huh. just hilarious. And um, it was my coworker's husband uh, that it was, and they they were they're huge into like costume parties and things like that as well. But I remember her coming back um, to work the next day, just saying how much they really enjoyed Jonathan and Nicholas and couldn't believe that as young boys, I want to say they were maybe seven or eight. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were pretty young. How much, how knowledgeable they were on the subject. Like, <laughs> deeply knowledgeable on just Star Wars and the beginning and the episodes. They just, and, and how to use a lifesaver, no right. doubt, right? Right. <laughs> So, Yolanda, we have just like a couple of minutes left in the show, and i got to give Nicholas the last couple of minutes. But, but I want to just uh, – what is it that you have just kind of – what uh, like that you've drawn from having a relationship with Nicholas? Oh, my gosh. Just, Nicholas is one of the most creative kids, and he's not a kid anymore. He's a grown man now, right? But one of the most creative minds I've ever met. I remember when um, he was just a little boy, maybe about three years old, and – He's just a, a few years older, a couple years older than Jonathan, and Jonathan was just a little toddler at the time. Nick was about three, I would say, and um, that's back. I'm telling my age, Nick, yours too, because this is back when cassette tapes were out, like the, the VHS cassette tape. Uh-huh. And Nick made this robot. We were just all talking and playing, um, and we were on the floor at your mom's house. Mm-hmm. And Nick pulled out these VHS cassette tapes, all these toys around, and created a robot right. out of these VHS cassette tapes. Right. And that was my first glimpse of, like, wow, this kid is crazy creative. And, like, at three, right? right. Not, not five, six, at three. Right. He was creating. Right. Um, and then, you know, he makes this, like, helicopter hovercraft thing with, like, a, a hangar, which is very, 
very much resembles the fidget spinners that you see today. Right, right. Um, I, I say my, my nephew created that for sure. Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> somebody, he did. Somebody yes, caught it, caught yeah. a piece of it. We're coming, though. We're coming. We're coming. I'm telling you, right, just, right. just how creative Nick was. And not just that, his honesty and just genuine genuineness right. um, is, is irreplaceable. Uh, Nick is very honest and genuine and has a love and compassion for people yeah. um, and always has. Now, you know, about three years old, you might not have felt that way because he was probably going to whip your butt. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, right. Hey, Lauren, I, I hate to cut you off, but i got to give him these last couple of minutes, but thank you guys, both of you, for joining us today. You. Hey, Nick, um, right quick, I want to just ask you, what is the last thing that you would want people to know about Nicholas Johnson? I would like for everyone to know that Nicholas Johnson is a friendly person, and he's autistic. And he's autistic. <laughs> well, Nicholas Johnson, I am glad that you are my son, and I am all right with you being autistic. As a matter of fact, I'm good with you being autistic. Um, you add a beautiful element to our family that we would not change. Your, your father and I would not change uh, a thing. We love all of who you are. And don't you be afraid of being who you are. And know that the Johnson crew always has your back. Hey, look, guys, you are listening to uh, Refresh. I want to thank you guys so much for joining my family and joining my son on his first um, uh, show. He's going to be working on some things. Uh, he's a big advocate of what is right uh, for kids that have disability. And so you'll probably be seeing his face here popping up soon on some promo things and just be sure and, and check him out. All right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Hey guys, uh, again, check me out next week. Same bad time, same bad channel on a refresh at 6 uh, PM central standard, uh, seven Eastern, um, to my girl, princess Cooper, have a blessed day and everybody else that's listening. Have a good one. You've been listening to refresh. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.